Welcome to the Sex Magic Podcast, where we explore the connections between sexuality and spirituality, the various cultures and traditions of sex magic, and conversations about everything in between, led by a coven of curious modern witches. If you'd like to follow us on social media, our Instagram is Sex Magic Podcast, our website is sexmagicpodcast.com, and if you want to send us an email, sexmagicpodcast at gmail.com. Hello, beautiful listeners of the Sex Magic Podcast. Toska here. Today, we are going to be going on a journey together, just us. I'm so delighted to share with you my solo episode for this season, focusing on sex magic for sex workers. This is actually an episode I've been wanting to do since the first season, something I'm really passionate about. And I feel that sex magic was actually really created by sex workers. So who is a sex worker? What is a sex worker? And how does sex magic have anything to do with sex work? So it's always said prostitution is the oldest profession. But what they don't tell you is that prostitution comes from the temple priestess worshiping the goddess through sacred prostitution. In ancient Mesopotamia, in ancient Greece, in Nordic culture, in Egyptian culture, in the roots of South America, in so many old, old religions, the sacred prostitute was present because she was the bridge between the goddess and the physical realm. You go to the temple of the goddess to worship through making love with the sacred prostitute. The temple priestesses were there in devotion to the goddess. We have seen so many evolutions of the sex worker throughout history, and I feel as though now we are having a resurgence where the sex worker is coming into her power, the temple priestess is back, and we have so many beautiful sex workers that are coming forward, that are being more open, that are sharing their truths. And we are here to celebrate them because this is the time of the feminine rising. And we want to honor the sacred prostitute with all of our hearts. We can also understand the sacred prostitute as an archetype. She is the healer. She is endless compassion and acceptance. She is the place you go when you need to express your sexuality free of shame or judgment. She is a teacher of love, of devotion, of understanding and compassion and empathy. The sacred prostitute is present in many goddesses, such as Inanna Ishtar, such as Mary Magdalene. 
Mary Magdalene was a healer, not just as the sacred prostitute, but she worked with herbs and oils and was a doctor. There is a connection between the sacred prostitute and the healer. The goddesses of love in every culture are often protective of the sacred prostitute or throughout history have had temple priestesses worshiping them, such as Venus, such as the goddess Freya in Norse culture, such as Isis. We have Hecate, we have Lilith, we have Persephone. All these goddesses are wonderful to work with if you are a sex worker or are connected to the sacred prostitute archetype. I wanted to share a beautiful quote from a book, Women of the Light. It's a wonderful book about the archetype of the sacred prostitute. What makes women of the light unique is that they exchange consciously. Even more important, they provide a context of compassion and wisdom in the exchange. They are the teachers of the heart. They are visionaries stepping outside of constructive traditional beliefs about women and men. Their bodies are their temples to which they invite others. Their purpose is to support a deeper discovery of the spiritual flame that burns within us all. Sexual energy, in a broad sense, is this flame. So who is a sex worker? Well, in our modern culture, we have a lot of different variations of the sex worker. We're living in a time where technology is allowing us to extend the definition of what a sex worker is. We have the cam girl. We have the traditional escort, the call girl. We have the tantrika. We have the dominatrix, anyone in the kink world who uh, focuses and shares that part of sexuality and service to others. There are so many different types of sex workers, and I would even put uh, sexual wellness practitioners somewhat in this category as well. Um, but I feel as though any title is available to any of us who want to claim it. So if you are taking pictures of your feet and selling them to someone on the internet, if you want to claim that title of sex worker, you claim that title. The only person who can tell you who you are is you. So if you have claimed a title of sex worker, I'm celebrating you. It is a power to step into. To be a sex worker is to be so empowered by your own sexuality and so embodied in it that you desire to share that with others. And that is a true gift that we honor. So thank you. Now, if you're not a sex worker, I encourage you to continue listening because a lot of the sex magic rituals and insight I'm going to be sharing with you, while it is focused for sex workers, can actually be really helpful for anyone who is a sexual being, which I think is all of us. So join me, listen in, Explore this beautiful archetype of the sacred prostitute with me. 
This episode of Sex Magic for Sex Workers is really going to be focused on how to take care of yourself as a sex worker with the tools and rituals of sex magic. So first things first, let's talk about creating sacred space. Whether you're a stripper, whether you're an escort, whether you are camming in your bedroom, it is so essential to create sacred space. One, because you want to create a distinction between the normal world and the world you enter as a sacred prostitute, as a sex worker. My dear friend Althea Adair gave me this beautiful ritual that I highly suggest. When you are bringing someone into your space as a sex worker, have a candle lit for when they enter. And this candle is a representation of your time together, of the energy you are sharing. Have the candle burn throughout your session. And when they leave, burn the candle out, blow it out. This is a physical representation of your connection with them. You want to be very protective of your energy and having something symbolic to represent the beginning and the end is very important. To create sacred space is really a personal thing. What makes you feel erotic? What makes you feel pleasure? We want to have a space that is clean, that is safe, that is sensual, maybe with lots of candles, maybe with incense burning, maybe with soft music. What does a sacred space mean to you? I would suggest having a very distinct difference between sacred space for sex work and sacred space for yourself. Those are two different experiences. Maybe your sacred prostitute wants to have a lot of red. Maybe your sacred prostitute only burns dragon's blood incense. Think about what resonates for you. Oftentimes we have different names that we use as sex workers. Really lean into the identity of that character you've created for yourself. What does she want? What does she need for a sacred space? The next thing I wanted to share about sex magic for sex workers, and this one is so important, you guys, spiritual hygiene. You need to be very careful of your energy. And when I say hygiene, I do not mean physical dirt, though that can be part of it. What I'm talking about here is making sure that all the channels are cleansed and clear and open so that you can be open and receptive for someone else, but also to be careful of your own energy and to be protective of it. So spiritual hygiene often looks like anointing yourself with a really grounding oil, massaging your feet with the oil, making sure that you are showered or bathed, bringing you into a different headspace. 
burning sacred smoke, something grounding and protective like cedar wood. And this is all what I would do before engaging with anyone else. You have to take care of your spiritual hygiene before, during, and after any experience you have with someone else. One, because you want to enter this space clear, focused, and grounded in yourself. Two, when you're with someone or when you're in a space in which there's a lot of energy surrounding you and your sexuality, you want to be safe and secure and embodied in your own sexuality. Third, it's really important for your spiritual hygiene to be cleansed afterwards. Now, this is going to look different for a lot of people, but what I would suggest is having a ritual. I'm going to talk about this a little bit later in the aftercare section, but focus on your spiritual hygiene. You are sacred. Tend to your mind, body, and spirit. You are a channel connecting to goddess energy. How do you take care of yourself? That is deeply personal, but I'm here to provide you with some ideas. Okay, y'all, I know I'm saying this about everything, but this is very important. Maybe the most important. Boundaries and protection. You are so special and you have to take care of yourself first and foremost. So what is a boundary? A boundary is an agreement that sets forth limits and sets the terms for how you want to be treated and treat others. There is a lot of negotiation in sex work. You are defining the terms for how you want to be treated, whether you want to meet this person, whether they have been screened, whether you want to be touched, whether you want to be looked at in that way. Use your voice. Setting boundaries is an act of love, both for the person you're setting boundaries with, but also for yourself. So I invite you to make a list of what your boundaries are. I talk about setting boundaries a lot in The Empath's Journey, which is a digital guide I created for empaths. Empaths are very similar to sex workers in that there is a lot of energetic exchange. Now, the steps to set boundaries that I created for the empath's journey are examine your needs and your role in the relationship. Ask yourself, how do I want to be treated? Then express yourself and your boundaries. How can I best serve this relationship while honoring my needs? Then enforce your boundaries. How am I feeling about this interaction? Always come from a place of respect for yourself and for those involved. We also should talk about energetic boundaries. If you are sharing your your sexuality, you are sharing your sexual energy, and that has a lot of magnetism and often can attract energetic vampires. Be very careful with who you share your energy with. This ritual that I'm about to share is really tied with 
the theme of protection as well. But I highly suggest doing this ritual whenever you have any struggles with energetic boundaries or you feel you need energetic protection. Close your eyes. Breathe deeply. Inhale and exhale. Envision yourself. And then envision a soft light surrounding you. As you breathe in, you create more of this light. And as you breathe out, physically wrap yourself in this light. I kind of like to visualize Glenda, the good witch in The Wizard of Oz. You know, she has that pink bubble around her. Live in the pink bubble. Exist in a place of energetic safety that you create from within, from your breath, from your love, from your heart. Whenever I feel as though my energetic boundaries are being tested, I always come back into this place where I close my eyes, I focus on my breath, and I envision the light surrounding me and keeping me safe. It's so crazy how something so simple can be so powerful, but that's magic. Protection. Let's talk about protection. As a sex worker, you really do have to be conscious and aware and focus on your safety and protect yourself. I'm here to talk to you about sex magic, so I'm going to come from that place, but there are a lot of great resources that I will link down below if you need guidance with uh, protection in the more traditional sense. So energetic protection is really about having conscious awareness of yourself and also about listening to your gut You have to lean into your intuition. Your intuition will never lead you astray. Sometimes it's hard to hear that voice, but it's there. It's present within you. And I encourage you to focus on strengthening your intuition, especially if you need to focus on energetic protection. Direct and focus your energy. If there is energy around you that's making you feel a certain way, set an intention on how to combat the negative energy. For example, if you're around someone who's giving you bad vibes, recognize it, then mentally choose to protect yourself from it. Also, be ruthless with your energy. Be ruthless with protecting yourself. If someone is negative and you don't want to interact with them, set that boundary and walk away. Take action, protect yourself, recognize that you are on your own path, and if you need to remove yourself from a situation, do so. Your needs are your priority. I also want to talk about some tools that are very helpful with protection, such as certain stones. I really like carrying crystals with me anytime I feel like I need grounded protection. 
Those crystals would be black tourmaline, hematite, smoky quartz, anything that's grounding and powerful. Carry a talisman with you, whether it be a necklace, whether it be a little charm that you have in your bag. It's kind of similar to the movie Inception. You know how anytime they travel into different dimensions, they hold on to that little uh, trinket that carries them back into their reality? Sort of like that. I find that having a talisman or having a charm with you always brings you back to yourself. Another element of boundaries and protection that's so important is to be in your body. Do not disconnect from your body. It's easy to mentally check out or disconnect from your physical body if you're having an experience that you don't really want to be so present in. But I feel as though this is very dangerous. So a tool that I have if you need to come back into your body to be present is to really just focus on wiggling your fingers, wiggle your toes, feel your joints move, feel your body. Just really focus on the physical sensations present for you and come back into yourself. In order to take care of yourself and focus on boundaries and protection, you have to be present in your body because you need to be aware of what's happening. Our body is a guide. It lets us know what we're feeling and where we're experiencing it. If your heart is beating too fast, if you feel something in your gut, you want to be present. You want to be able to listen. Be in your body. Do you love Sex Magic Podcast? If so, show us how much by supporting us on Patreon at www.patreon.com slash sexmagicpodcast. The next bit of insight I have to share is in the realm of plant magic. So envision a rose. The petals of a rose are soft and tender, and they blossom with such a delicate artistry. The scent of a rose is sweet and inviting. The rose is so beautiful, and yet the stem holds thorns sharp thorns, to keep the rose safe. I like to work with the spirit of the rose in the realm of the sacred prostitute. I feel that the rose is a beautiful representation of how to take care of the self, to come from the heart with compassion and love and beauty and devotion to the heart. And yet to always have thorns, to always prioritize your safety. We can work with the spirit of the rose in a few different ways. 
I was trained in a plant medicine apprenticeship program. So for me, working with a plant is a bit like developing a relationship. The more you work with it, the more you spend time with it, the more medicine and magic you're going to receive from it. I love to celebrate the rose by putting the fresh flowers on my altar. I love to meditate with a rose on my heart. I like to sprinkle rose petals in a ritual bath. Ritual baths are a beautiful way to come back into your body, to come back into yourself. And I'll talk a bit more about that later. You can also work with the rose in medicine. You can take a rose tincture or drink rose tea, rose water. You can use a rose glycerin or a rose honey for a bit of sweetness in your life. There are a lot of ways to work with rose, but I feel the most important is to understand the symbolism of it and to embody that in how you carry yourself. Come back to compassion, come back to empathy, come back to love. The role of the sacred prostitute is rooted in the heart. Come back to your heart. Let's talk about embodied energetics. Embodied energetics, in my personal definition, is about energetic exchange. Sex work is truly one of the most extreme energetic exchanges, period. You come into this work as the role of the healer to hold space and offer acceptance, allowing someone's sexuality to be free of shame in a world where they may never be able to share their sexual truths. Hold space for their sexual energy, but Make sure your sexual energy stays within you. When you're dancing for someone or having intercourse with someone, camming for someone, stripping for someone, whatever your sex work looks like, when you come to the place of orgasm or sexual release or you feel the energetic exchange begin to happen because you are in a place of giving a release, I want you to envision your erotic energy staying rooted in your body, in your sacral. You may do this with creative visualization, with willpower, or by tightening your pelvic floor. When you tighten your pelvic floor, you can physically feel your sacral energy. Feel the energy swelling within you and keep it within you. Because sex work is about an energetic exchange, yet you are holding space for someone else's sexual energy and you wanna be protective of your own and keep your sexual energy for yourself. Now, again, this is not to say that you can't enjoy or delight or share your sexual energy with the person you are engaging in sex work with. It's not what I'm saying at all. I feel as though there is a delicate balance. You want to celebrate your sexuality with someone 
And yet you always want to keep it in your power, in your body. This practice of visualization with your sexual energy staying rooted in your core is really helpful, I feel, for staying embodied in your sexual power. Something I share in my Empaths Journey guidebook is a practice about staying rooted in yourself in conversation. So this is a technique that I feel you can use as a sex worker or as just a human being because sometimes people bring their energy and if you are an empath or if you are a sensitive person, you might feel your energy being influenced by someone else in what they're going through. And that is a beautiful gift, but you have to be really careful and protective of your energy. So if you are conscious of it, aware of it, and then focus your intention on staying rooted in yourself, you'll have a better experience overall and be able to hold space in a more profound, balanced way. All right, let's talk about aftercare. Aftercare. This really ties in with spiritual hygiene, which is something we talked about earlier. Aftercare is a term that I sourced from the BDSM community, and that is when you are in a state in which your endorphins, adrenaline, and all of those magical chemicals in your brain have been released. You come back into almost a state of depleted energy, and you want to be able to take yourself out of that slump and come back into a state of balance. I also like aftercare for sex work because it allows you to come back into you in the normal world or you as your own true authentic self rather than you as the sex worker. So what does aftercare look like? Well, it can really look like what you want it to be. Really focus, slow down, and ask your erotic self, what do you need to recharge? Is it a bubble bath, a trip to the gym, a massage, a dance, all of the above? Create a ritual for yourself and then do not do anything else until you perform this ritual after sex work. You have to prioritize this time. You're coming home to yourself and shedding the energy from the realm you just left. I truly feel as though the world you exist in in your day-to-day is very different from the sacred space that you create with sex work in which you hold space for someone when you come into the role of the healer as the sacred prostitute. But you have to shed that away. You have to shake it off because you don't want to bring anything from the other realm into your day-to-day life. I kind of like to envision Persephone here. Persephone, the goddess of the underworld, who's married to Hades, is also goddess of the springtime, and she splits half of the year with her mother Demeter. Persephone lives half of the year in the light and half of the year in the dark. And I feel as though sex workers are similar to Persephone in that they are the bridge between the realms, between the light, between the dark, between the day, between the night priestesses carry the ability to walk that line between the worlds. And that is what's so magical about sex work. 
but you have to be very conscious of not bringing anything from one world to the next. So aftercare, what is the ritual that helps you set the other world back into its place and readies you to come back into your own realm? I want to talk a little bit about ritual baths. Ritual baths are truly one of the most transformative, magical practices I've found. If you envision the ritual bath symbolically, you have this warm body of water, which I feel is very similar to resting in your mother's womb. You feel held and safe and protected. Water is the element of healing. Water is restorative. Water is life. Water is also very cleansing. So you can wash away all the experiences you've had and let it go down the drain. With a ritual bath, I like to add Epsom salt or any kind of salt that's good for baths because salt is grounding. It's of the earth. You want to have that not just to relieve sore muscles, but also to help ground you, to come back into your body. I like to add luxurious oils, scents, because... I love sensuality, and it brings me into a state of pleasure. Ask yourself, how can I take care of my pleasure now? I like to use the bath as a safe space to vocalize as well. I often sing to myself in the bath because I feel that my throat chakra needs release through sound. Whether I have to verbalize through words what I'm experiencing, what I'm feeling, or maybe it's just sound, maybe it's humming, but your throat chakra is very much connected to your sacral chakra, which is just below your belly button, the realm of sexuality and relationships and creativity. When you're in the bath, let it be the safe space you can express yourself. The next part of aftercare that I highly recommend is self-pleasure. If you have followed along with my suggestion earlier of containing your sexual energy for yourself, now is the time to release it. I would suggest really allowing yourself to have a sensual experience. Light candles for yourself. Burn sacred smoke and invoke the goddess. I like to dedicate my orgasms to a specific goddess. And if you're working with one who is a protector of sex workers, this would be the time to dedicate your orgasm to her. And this goddess is usually an embodiment of ourselves, an archetype that we can lean into. So really enjoy yourself and invoke Venus or Inanna or Freya through orgasm. Allow that built-up sexual energy to release. A lot of sex magic throughout history has prescriptions to edge. And what that means is to bring yourself close to the point of orgasm and then hold on and sustain it as long as possible because the more energy you build up the more powerful the release 
So if you continue to build up this sexual energy, whether you've been dancing or whether you've been massaging, whatever, hold on to that sexual energy. And during aftercare is the time that you release it. Let your orgasm be an offering to the goddess. You can worship as though your body is an altar. The goal with aftercare is to shed and release the previous experiences, to come back into our most embodied, authentic state of being. And one of the ways that I enjoy doing this is through sensual movement, through dance. This is a practice I love to do, which is wonderful for everyone, but especially sex workers. Seduce yourself. Dance for yourself. I want you to get the mirror out in front of you, blast your favorite music, and grind, move, sway for yourself with no other intention but to seduce yourself. Movement is a beautiful way to move energy through our bodies. And if you feel any residual energy or tension, move through it. Really realize where it is, whether it's in a shoulder or in your back or your hips. Shake it out, move it out, dance it out. Then burn some sacred smoke. This is a beautiful way to cleanse and clear energy. And I also find that sacred smoke is beautiful to dance with. The way smoke moves through the air really allows us to connect with the element of air. I also find that sacred smoke is a wonderful way to begin and end your aftercare session. Another thing that I highly suggest for sex workers, which isn't necessarily in the realm of sex magic, but definitely plays a part, take time off. You want to avoid burnout as much as possible, and sex worker burnout is real. Budget for it, make space for a vacation, time to recharge, reset, renew. We are cyclical beings. You want to make sure that you're not pushing yourself, overexerting yourself. Take time off, make space. Well, that's it. This concludes the episode Sex Magic for Sex Workers. I am so, so grateful for you tuning in, and I hope that this was helpful or inspiring or insightful or entertaining, at least. <laughs> so, in conclusion, something I really wanted to finish this episode with is a suggestion. Support your local sex workers, whether you are a sex worker, whether you are not a sex worker. Support sex workers. How can you do this? Well, give them money. That is a really great way to support sex workers. If you are curious about having your first BDSM experience, hire a dominatrix. If you want to have a threesome with your boyfriend, but you haven't been able to find a unicorn, guess what? There's a sex worker for that. I highly suggest also looking into the Sex Worker Outreach Project. 
That website is swopusa.org, and they have a lot of great resources, places to connect. You can look up your local chapter. It's really important to stay together, help fight for the safety and respect of sex workers. Sex work is real work, and there's a lot going on, especially with SESTA-FOSTA. We want to be as united and safe as possible. If you want more insights or guidance, I highly suggest my Empath's Journey digital guide. I will link it down in our show notes. It is through the Love by Luna website, which is our co-host Katie's business. I put a lot of love and time and energy into that guide where I go in depth about crystals and herbs, rituals, practices that you can use as an empath. And I feel that it would be really helpful for sex workers as well. Thank you so much for tuning in. Hey there, Tosca here. So I wanted to take a quick moment to share with you all about how you can support the Sex Magic Podcast. If you haven't already, you should follow us on Instagram. We also have a Facebook page. Pretty much everything is under Sex Magic Podcast. You can also find us at sexmagicpodcast.com and we have all of our links there. But most importantly, we recently launched our Patreon and it's really important to support us Because our collective of co-hosts offers a diverse perspective on sex and magic. Though we each come from various backgrounds and cultures, our unifying passion is to empower and explore sexuality, spirit, and the occult in a safe and approachable environment. Each week, we offer a new episode on a fresh subject in the realm of spirituality and sexuality. We interview a variety of guests, from authors to psychologists to witches and beyond. We strive to share content that is educational, inspirational, and mystical. So join us on our journey through sex magic by supporting the work we do. Every dollar goes towards propelling us forward and will allow us to continue creating podcasts. By supporting our podcast, you'll join our community and be part of the conversation. Our Patreon patrons will gain access to various resources, rituals, recipes, and behind-the-scenes access. With more funding for our Sex Magic podcast, Coven can dedicate more time to crafting sacred offerings to our supporters, sex magic courses, videos, spell books, and we really would love for you to be part of our sexy little coven. So I also wanted to take a moment to shout out a few of the patrons we have so far. Shout out to Melina Beatrice and to... Meredith Andrews, thank you so, so much. And also a shout out to my boyfriend and to my mom. Thanks y'all for supporting, it means a lot. <laughs> so follow us on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, our website, and support us on Patreon. We love you and we want to continue offering these amazing podcast episodes and we're so grateful to do that and have your support. <laughs>